It was an unseasonably cool, late summer night in the ATL. The Jackmobile came to a quiet stop two houses away from the targeted address. Lonnie and Shotgun Pete, dressed in all black, wearing ski masks and packing heat, quickly hopped out of the vehicle and rushed up on the porch of the house they had been scouting out for the past two weeks. Terrence, a.k.a. Young Blood, who was a virgin in the stick-up game, remained behind the wheel of the Jackmobile, a plain black Crown Victoria, ready to mash out as soon as his partners returned. He was only 16, but he was a rider and was looking to make a name for himself on the streets. Steve, an up-and-coming dope boy in the city, was chilling on the living room sofa with his wifey and their newborn son when the front door came crashing in. Steve's wifey let out a scream before the back end of Pete's shotgun wickedly slammed against her mouth, knocking out two of her four golds, sending a spray of blood in the air. Make another sound, bitch, and I'll blow your motherfucking head off, barked shotgun Pete, standing over the crumpled woman. Lonnie had his desert eagle trained on Steve, who had his hands up in the air as if he were surrendering to the cops. Pussy nigga, you know what it is. Where the money and the dope at? I ain't got no dope, man, replied Steve in a frightened voice. But I got a couple of thousand dollars. Wah! Lonnie smacked him with the burner. Nigga, you better have more than a couple of stacks, he warned. Or it's gonna get real ugly up in this bitch. But Steve wasn't lying. All he had at the crib was pocket money. He was getting some decent dough and handling a couple of kilos at a time. But he never kept money or drugs at the suburban house in Decatur where he and his family laid their heads. Lonnie and Shotgun Pete wasn't trying to hear that, though. They led Steve, his wifey, and their infant into the kitchen where they found the $2,000 inside a flour can. Ain't no way. This all the money this nigga got around here, Shotgun Pete thought. Nigga, you want to play games? I bet this will make you come up off that safe, wherever it's at. He snatched the baby from Steve's girl's grip and put it inside the microwave that was sitting on the counter. He then shut the microwave's door and reached as if he was about to turn it on and microwave the baby. He was so geeked up on dust, it made him heartless. Wifey screamed. It was instinctive. A mother's fear for her child's life. Her scream was drowned out by the loud kaboom of Pete's shotgun. And the splaka, splaka, splaka that followed from Lonnie's Desert Eagle when Steve reacted to his woman's head being blown off. Steve's body was lifted in the air by the succession of shots and came crashing down to the floor next to his wifey's. Kaboom! Shotgun Pete blasted a hole in Steve's chest just to be sure he was dead. Made me get blood on my shit, he remarked, looking down at his shoes. Let's go, said Lonnie. Before they ran out of the house, at least Lonnie had the compassion to take the baby out of the microwave and put him inside his bassinet. What the fuck happened in there? I heard a, just drive, nigga. Shotgun Pete snapped, cutting off Youngblood's questions as they drove off in the jackmobile.
Shotgun Pete really didn't like Youngblood, and he wanted to get at Youngblood's girl. But he kept all that on the down low and fucked with Youngblood anyway, since Lonnie was feeding him. Youngblood hadn't violated Shotgun Pete in any way. Shotgun Pete was just a hater. He was jealous of the thoroughness he could sense in Youngblood, a thoroughness he lacked. Lonnie and Shotgun Pete, who were both 27 years old, had known each other since their early teens. They had been robbing together for the past two years, but lately, Shotgun Pete's snorting habit had become a serious concern. Lonnie felt that dust made his partner unreliable, so he took it upon himself to add a third person to their team,